Welcome to Have Hope, Will Travel. My name is Katie Axelson. I am your host. Today we're taking a look at the Christmas story. I hope that you find God here in a way that where you've never seen him before. One of the beautiful parts about Christmas is that it comes every year. It's an anchor in our busy lives, a season where we know what's going to happen and our brains can go on autopilot through traditions and memories without having to engage and come up with something new. But one of the hard parts about Christmas is that it comes every year. Sometimes those traditions and memories are no longer pleasant. Sometimes we turn off our brains and get caught in the chaos of shopping and decorating and cookie making and family visiting that we forget what's actually going on. Sometimes I catch my brain on autopilot when I hear or read the Christmas story. After all, I've heard it a zillion times, exact number. I know how the story goes. So when I read it each year, I try to find something I've never noticed before. Something I see from a different perspective. Maybe I need to read it in a different translation. Maybe I need to picture it from somebody else's point of view. But I need to find a way to make it different, to make it unique. So let's try it. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler, who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on from their way. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw a child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to them gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. What did you notice that you may not have noticed before? What stuck out to you? Where do you see God? For me this year, it's the Magi. Did you catch what it said? It said, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. The Magi are in Jerusalem. Bethlehem and Jerusalem are six miles from each other. Think about it for a minute. What's six miles away from you? I grew up six miles away from Lake Michigan. That's close enough where the lake has an impact on the weather and the summer temperatures, but it doesn't plummet because you're straight on the water. Six miles is a huge difference. It's about how many steps I walk every day. 
I don't know how the Magi ended up six miles away. Oh, wait. Scripture says a star led them. These guys were experts in astrology. They were pretty confident they had easy directions. After all, I mean, who put the star in the sky? God did. So they're supposed to follow a star placed by God, and they ended up in the wrong city six miles away from where they were supposed to be. These wise men had to stop and ask for directions. Why couldn't God have just given them directions in the first place? You know, like put the star right over the manger like we always see in the nativity scenes? But here's the real question. Did God mislead them? That doesn't sound like God, does it? Or at least we don't think it sounds like God until tragedy strikes. And then we go into the shock and confusion and what just happened. Or when the house we're convinced God led us to has an offer accepted from a different buyer. We don't get into our dream college. We're single beyond the point where we thought we'd be done having children. Or that middle-of-the-night phone call that no one ever wants. Somewhere along the way, we get turned around. We get separated from what we thought we knew. And we forget that God is good. And we become convinced that he misled us because we're six miles from where we're supposed to be. And to be honest, when we get to that point, I think we're in good company. Because I don't think taking his newborn baby to Egypt in the middle of the night was part of Joseph's game plan for his marriage. I mean, the whole engaged and she's pregnant thing probably wasn't part of Joseph's game plan either. Or what about the early church? The book of Acts A lot of Christians face persecution for their beliefs because of this Jesus guy who was raised from the dead. Those early believers were rejected. They were killed. They scattered across the province of Asia and Europe because they were scared of the persecution. But you know what Acts 8 says after the first Christian martyr's death? It says, On that day, great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered through Judea and Samaria. Do you know what it says three verses later? It says those who scattered preached the word wherever they went. Does God mislead people? No. That's the enemy's role. But God can, will, and does still use it. God shows up even when we're lost. The Magi, they traveled through a distant land on what they thought was going to be an easy route to find the Messiah. And I don't know exactly how they ended up in Jerusalem. But I know that while they were in Jerusalem searching for the Messiah, they announced that the long-awaited Messiah had been born. Not just that he's coming, he's here. We can't figure out where he is, but he is here. You know those moments where you feel misled, lost, or separated from what you once knew? There are some things we can learn from the Magi. What did they do when they got to Bethlehem? They worshipped. Throughout their whole journey, the Magi are asking for advice and for directions. They asked for directions from a star. They asked for advice from Herod. When they finally got to Bethlehem, They find the baby who can offer better advice and better direction than anyone has ever been able to. And all they do is worship. 
Because even on the hard days, even when we've been lost in a journey, we still travel with hope because God is still worth worshiping. I say that having been there. When I was in seminary, I spent New Year's Eve with some of my friends. We gathered around a fireplace and sang worship songs with an acoustic guitar. The clock struck midnight. It was beautiful. And I made the safe choice to stay at my friend's house that night. I slept on their couch instead of driving home with everyone else in the middle of the night. But on my way home the next morning, I swerved to avoid an accident. My tires hit a patch of black ice and my car decided the ditch looked nice. Totaled. January 1st, 8 o'clock in the morning, after making the safe choice the night before. Really not a fun way to start the school year, the new year, and really not a fun way for a seminary student's budget. There's not a single thing I could have done differently. Even my insurance admitted that. And I had plenty of angry words for God. He's a big boy. He can handle that. But do you know what? Even on that day, God was worth worshiping. I don't want to play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. But what if it hadn't been black ice? What if I had driven home the night before? And what if it was a drunk driver? Or what if I hadn't gone into the ditch in the median and I had gone off the cliff on the other side? Or what if the guardrail hadn't stopped me? What if I had slid into oncoming traffic? What if it wasn't New Year's Day? What if it was 8 o'clock on any other Monday morning? Even on that day, God was worth worshiping. In those hard moments, we get a choice, and we can choose to let God use it. If Jesus only came to die for our sins, then he could have been killed in the very next passage. Because when Herod realizes he's been outwitted by the Magi, he goes on a rampage and kills all the baby boys. Instead, Jesus' birth begins a power struggle between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth. If you're playing for Team Jesus, you're on the winning team. It doesn't stop tragedy from striking. Car accidents still happen. Hard diagnoses still come. Relationships still break. Life happens. And it's not fun. But instead of asking God what led us to Jerusalem when there's a baby in Bethlehem, we get to let him use us to announce that the Messiah has been born. We get to spread the gospel and the good news of Jesus just like the early church used their heavy persecution to spread the gospel. God can and will use us in our experiences for his glory and our good. That's a promise from Romans 8. And because of that promise, we get to live differently. I live differently knowing that God is still on the throne. He's still the king of the world. This baby in this manger still changes everything. I don't have kids, but everyone who does tells me that life changes more than you can imagine once that baby is in your arms. You live differently. The Magi lived differently when they knew that the Messiah was born. They left their home country and they searched everywhere to find him. When they did, they worshipped him. The Magi worshipped the Messiah and present him with symbolic gifts. Matthew gives us another little clue into God's character. He writes, Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, 
they returned to their country by another route. Not only did they go home having been changed from their time with baby Jesus, they went home a different way. As it turns out, there are multiple routes. God is creative enough to use multiple routes. I bet they spread the good news all the way home. God did something different. He did something different than the Magi were expecting. And he can do something different from what we're expecting too. It's really easy to pass through Christmas and cruise into the new year with the familiar rhythms of the season without much thought. But instead, I offer an invitation to you. If it helps, dim the lights and light a candle. Take a moment. Maybe right now. Maybe later today. Maybe tomorrow. Linger at the manger just a little bit longer. Picture yourself there. How far have you traveled to get here? What does it cost you? Where have you gotten lost along the way? When do you need to choose to worship? How is your life different than it was last Christmas? As you reflect, ask him about how he's used you in ways you didn't even know. Dream with him about what makes this Christmas different from the 20 or 30 or 40 before it. Dare to let it look different. In modern-day Bethlehem, there's a church on the site where it's believed that Jesus was born. All of the other holy sites throughout the Holy Land, the original sites, were destroyed by the Persians, except the one in Bethlehem. Because when the Persians came to the church in Bethlehem, they saw a mosaic of Persian people above the door. And they thought, oh, this is a Persian holy site. And they continued on and didn't destroy it. Those Persians they saw were the Magi. The Magi are the first worshipers. They save the church that marks the site. They spread the good news everywhere they went. Never people that we expect God to use. Never moments we expect God to use. And still they're vital. Life would be totally different if it weren't for the Magi. If it weren't for the worshipers. If it weren't for the ones who came bearing gifts, offering all that they had to this newborn king. Because of the model that we see in the Magi, we too can worship, even when we feel misled, even when we feel lost, even when we don't know where we're going. We too can celebrate that the Messiah is here. And we too can play a part in saving what could be lost without our presence. I hope that this has been helpful for you in experiencing the Christmas story in a new way this year. If it was, I'd love if you would leave a review and a rating. Share the podcast with some friends 